0: I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 76. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there. Welcome back. There's a big problem with the way the decluttering gurus advise us to declutter. That's because doing a whole house purge, where you turn everything upside down, creates intense anxiety and an even bigger mess. That's why I wanted to have Dion Meyer on the show today. Dionne is a fellow blogger and a lover of all things organized. She came up with the shoebox method of decluttering, which essentially is a slow and steady approach to tackling your home's clutter problem. Her method is easy, it's for everyone, and all you need is 15 minutes a day. On today's show, Dion is giving us the nitty-gritty behind-the-shoebox method so that you can start decluttering in your home with just a shoebox and a little bit of grit tonight. Let's just get right into it today. Enjoy the interview. Dion, thank you so much for coming on the show and divulging your shoebox method of decluttering. We will totally get there. But first, I just want to know who are you and what do you do? I'm the
1: blogger at homemadeourway.com. And it's where I kind of walk women through the steps of organizing, either it's the house, time management with planners. My focus is for them to have some peace. Everything is in its place and everything is organized. And then I also am the author of 52 Weeks to an Organized Home in Life. It's an ebook now that I just came out with a couple of months ago. And I just came out with another one, which is called Tools for Managing Your Time. It's really a life, home
0: and life organization blog congratulations on the two books. That's amazing. Thank you. For many of us, organization is not our things. And I'm curious as to how you found yourself interested in organization so much so that you decided to blog about it and write about it. <laughs> um, well, I, I've i been organizing since I was 13.
1: I had my own room and I actually treated it like it was a studio. So the only thing that I didn't have was a kitchen and a bathroom. But as I was 13 at the time. My father was remarrying. I went to high school for the first time. And puberty, you know, there was a lot of things going on at 13. And I think organizing calmed me down, you know, with all the chaos happening around. It's what centered me. When my room was completely where I couldn't organize it anymore, I started venturing out. And unfortunately, that would mean that I was organizing other people's rooms or spaces when they didn't even ask me to. So I got into a lot of trouble. (laughs) And I think that's where I learned that I know some people hire organizers out there, professional organizers. But a lot of us women who are, you know, live in clutter and, and we're trying and we're overwhelmed. We really don't want somebody in our things making decisions about them, tossing them or anything like that. We we kind of want to do it ourselves. And that's how the blog emerged. They just want to know what to do. What are the steps? How can they how can they get organized? Because not everybody can either afford an organizer and not everybody's comfortable with hiring one.
0: Yeah, organizers are expensive and Organizing seems to be something that we assume that we can handle on our own. So the the financial costs plus the shame of having to hire one can be really daunting to a lot of people. And so what I love about your blog is that you really take the mystery out of organization and you give people so much information that's free. So thank you so much for helping those of us who are organizationally challenged. I found your blog and I found your post on the shoebox method for decluttering. I talk an awful lot about decluttering on this podcast because I'm I'm not a good organizer, but I am a good declutterer. And I find that decluttering naturally creates organized simplicity. So before we even get into like the nuts and bolts of the shoebox method, you have two rules that everyone must follow when decluttering. What are they? The first one is that until you are
1: done with the shoebox method, I I ask them to refrain from buying any frivolous items. I know from experience that I I've helped people declutter and let's say a kitchen and, you know, Oh, I, I organized the whole entire place. I decluttered it and the the counters are all clear. And the first thing they do is put stuff in it. The space is there. And unfortunately <laughs> this was my sister, <laughs> but she just, you know, saw a space and said, well, is this a space there? I could put something in it. So I do ask that the uh, one rule that they follow is, Don't feel like you have to fill that space. And that's why I say refrain from buying anything, including organizers. Like, you know, if you're decluttering and you're getting things organized, I would even refrain from them having to buy baskets and jars and anything. Use things around the house. When you're completely done and you feel like your house is, this is it. It's done. I've decluttered. I've organized what's here. Then you can go out and maybe get some organizers, maybe some matchy things. I personally like repurposing things. I don't like to just go out and buy stuff. So again, you don't want to bring in stuff when you're trying to get rid of it. And the other one is to obviously is to maintain that space that you just decluttered. So for instance, one of the famous little spaces that always gets cluttered is the junk drawer. That could be your first shoebox method uh, place to go. You empty it, you declutter it, you, you use the method, and then it's nice, it's neat at the end of the day. But now your job is to maintain it. Take a minute before you do your next shoebox the next day and then uh, make sure that that has stayed organized, make sure it's been stayed decluttered, because we don't all live alone. Some of us have spouses and kids, and they can get into things. And after you've just cleaned or decluttered something, it could end up decluttered. But if you stay on top of it and just take a minute to see all the places you've decluttered and make sure it's maintained, then it, it starts to snowball.
0: How did you
1: even create the shoebox method? Well, I knew that my boys who are not organized. I knew that they um, they they did not like to clean when I asked them to clean or to organize. They're they're boys. They're they're young. They didn't want to do it. And then I kind of came up with a compromise, which is fill up this box with all the toys they had around and that were messy and out of place. And then they had they only had to do what was in the shoebox for the day. And when they were done. I would leave them alone. <laughs> and then, you know, like children, some of the stuff came out, but at the same time, that box kept getting filled up every day. And then every day they would declutter and, and put the stuff back where it belonged. And over, over the next couple of weeks, you could see the difference uh, that was happening. And not only that, but they picked up the habit of organizing their things after they were done playing with it. Cause they didn't want to keep doing this every day. So It was an incentive because we don't want to take the whole day to do this. And even I, as an organizer, as a declutterer, I I don't want to work on something all day long. And that that time is precious to me. Uh, You know, I would rather spend it with the family and the boys. So I told them the same thing. Just do a little at a time. Fill up a box, just deal with what's within the box and then leave it alone till the next day.
0: Yes, that is a big criticism of these decluttering methods that tell you the only way to declutter is to make a bigger mess you know, for some people coming out on the other side of a big mess is really a transformative experience. But for a lot of us making a bigger mess is just making a bigger mess. And so what really got me excited about the shoebox method is that it's a slow and steady declutter. Like you talked about how your boys got on board with it. I really want to get into the steps. How do you do it exactly? What is the shoebox method? (laughs) Basically,
1: you take a small box, in this case, a shoebox or anything like that, and you're starting out small. So like uh, I mentioned earlier, you might start out with something like a junk drawer. If it doesn't fill your shoebox, guess what? You can go find a few more little items to throw in there as well. And then once you have that shoebox... You just go through it little by little. You know, you can dump it because I think a shoebox, box, um, the amount that can go in there is small. You could kind of maybe lay it out on a table and you start to take out things that are broken, that are damaged, that are worn out and either toss them. If you could repurpose them, wonderful. If you could recycle them, that's great. Then you want to look at things that uh, may have expired, um makeup expires uh medications vitamins things like that go ahead and throw those away properly of course and then you have what you're left with is what I call jics which is j i c s just in cases what happens is we all oh, well, I need this just in case. And what happens is one or two pens in your junk drawer is okay, but like seven, (laughs) that's a lot of just in cases. So, you know, you want to separate those out too and put pens, you know, if you got seven pens, take five of them, put them at your desk for now, but you just need two in your junk drawer. If your items shouldn't have belonged in the junk drawer to begin with, People find a lot of random things in their junk drawer, like a rubber ducky could be in there. It's like, okay, that doesn't belong in there. How about we take that to the bathroom? So what you want to do next is with what's left is whatever didn't belong in there, go ahead and um, put those in the spot that it belongs. Even if that spot is messy, you know, let's say you haven't done the bathroom yet. That's okay. Just put it in there for now. Cause when you get in there, you'll be, that will be where it belongs. And then, of course, with whatever that is left with, I mean, surely whatever's in the box is what needs to go in that junk drawer. And then you just put it back in the junk drawer, organize it if you want with little boxes or whatever. Like I said, I repurpose little things. You can use products, um, food product boxes, you know, cereal boxes. You could cut them down, make little squares. And so if you need to have an organizer, because, of course, you don't want to buy any organizers. And that's it. You don't want to stick a sweater in there because it's, it'll be the only thing that'll fit in there. So that's not what that's for. So you want to start out uh, decluttering and then organizing smaller objects one, uh, one day at a time. The way I see it is it really is simple and it's easy and it does not have to be hard. My advice is that you fill up the shoebox, get a glass of Chardonnay, put on some Grey's Anatomy and just put it on your lap and just sit there and maybe have a little trash can right where you're sitting. So you can you could do this right there while you're watching TV. It does not have to be
0: time consuming and you and you may hopefully it'll be enjoyable. Dion, yeah, you had me at Chardonnay. We are destined to be friends, but I love that. Like taking the stress and the gigantic weight of the task out of the equation and just all you're doing is taking what you put in a shoebox and putting where where it belongs, right? I mean, bare bones. That's all you're doing. Yeah. After about a
1: week, you should really start to see something. You know, you should start to see things line up, and you start to see the space that you actually have. And it it it's motivate it's motivating. K- you keep on because you see that it is making a difference. And you know what? It probably takes about fifteen to thirty minutes. It's it's a snap, you know, it's it's 2% of your day is what I call it, just
0: 2%. What I hear you saying is that you might not see a great improvement or feel a dramatic decrease in stress levels after one or two shoebox sessions, but stick with it. After a week or even better, two weeks, if you've been working in the same room or the same area, you will see a difference. It's a slow and steady declutter. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Definitely.
1: And again, it does depend on how much clutter one would have. Some people just need a little bit of straightening up. Others need a lot more than that. So if you have a room that really needs a lot of decluttering, and you're using the shoebox method, give it a couple of weeks, you will start to see things pick up after that. And you'll start to see your spaces clear out. And hopefully that'll motivate you to what is one of the other steps is graduation.
0: Okay, I do want to ask you about graduation. But first, I just want to ask, where do you start? I know you mentioned the junk drawer. Is that what you suggest gets done first? If you're someone who
1: um, has a lot of clutter, and it's actually affecting your space around you the space that you actually stay in the most for instance, like a living room, let's say that that's your hub, that's where you spend the most of your time. And now your clutter is is interfering with your enjoyment in that room with whether it's with your family, or whether it's you're watching TV, or whatever it is, go to that first, hit that room, start with the small things little by little. Again, if you do a random room, that's that you don't see as often, let's say like a guest room, and you start there, Well, you don't spend a lot of time there. And what happens is the motivation to keep going could go away. So I say start where you want to see that difference. Start
0: where it's bothering you, it's actually affecting you. Got it. That makes total sense. And just one more clarifying question is you mentioned earlier that you shouldn't take a day off. If you start the shoebox method, you should do it every day, 15 to 30 minutes. Why is that? Well, like
1: I said, it's just 2%. And if you only do it for 15 minutes, that's 1% of your day, you don't want to take a day, it's almost like dieting, you know, we, we really should stick to it every single day, not saying the exercise so much, but you do want to eat well every day, you know, or else you'll never see that change happening. If you take a day off here, and you take a day off there. And I'm also a big fan of I don't know if you've read the book, uh, Keller and Papasan's book, The One Thing, where they talk about habits. And um, it takes approximately 66 days for a habit to develop. And so everybody doing the shoebox method every single day, it will become a habit.
0: Let's talk about graduation, what it is, and how you graduate from the shoebox method.
1: Well, eventually, if you're doing it every single day, you're going to get to a point where all the little things are organized now and your box is just too small for everything else that needs to be decluttered. The next thing is to go up to something like uh, like the size of a a milk crate, something a little bit bigger than the shoe box at this point. And then you could just work on things that can fit in there um, that you couldn't before, like shirts. You could put shirts in there, shorts. You could work on your clothes. Not maybe not a bulky sweater or anything, but you can work on some of the, the drawers in your room at least and get those organized because you probably have your underwear and sock drawer all organized, and you love it. So now you want to get you know move on to the stuff that's just a little bit bigger. You could do uh, kids' toys. Oh, mama mia, that's a lot. If the kids' toys are you know really tiny and you were doing the shoebox, now it's time to upgrade to what action figures and just something a little bit bigger. By that point, hopefully also the habits are kicking in. Again, it really depends on how much decluttering needs to be done. You could be done with the shoebox in two weeks, maybe three. After that, you you start to go on to the bigger crate. And again, it becomes a snap. At this point, it's you just get it done. You just do it. You like what you see. And eventually, even the crate will have to go up a size again. So at that point, you'd get something like a medium-sized moving box. And that's when you put things like your coats and the sweaters we talked about. This is when, for the most part, you should get everything decluttered at this point, even if it doesn't fit in that moving box. Because if you've maintained the decluttering this whole entire time, starting with the small stuff all the way, I guarantee that when you get to that big box, you might not even need it. That's my hope anyway. <laughs> By the time you get to the bigger box, um, the but the hope is at that point you're able to you've learned how to declutter. That's the other thing. <laughs> Whether it's using a shoe, you've learned. You know how to evaluate your your things and say, I don't need this or I'll repurpose this and, and this I'll, you know, give away, donate, or or do something. Um but that's that's the goal in all of that is get that habit instilled.
0: For me, I'm zero to Oprah, I like to say. If I take something on, I'm going to turn my house upside down. But the physical boundary of the shoebox or the crate or whatever it may be, reins it in and gives somebody a manageable 15 to 30-minute task every day that yields significant results. So that I love it. I love it. And I hope anybody who's been interested in decluttering, but doesn't know where to start to perhaps try the shoebox method. Now I know you are big into organization, all things organization. Where can you be found online for those of us who want more of you? Well, I'm at my blog, com.
1: I have a Shopify store. If you want to check out the books that I just uh, released a couple of months ago. And of course, if they sign up at my blog, you get a newsletter. But in the newsletter, I have access to a free resource library full of printables, including planners and things like that, as well as you get
0: a 10% discount on my shop. I will link to your blog in the show notes. And Dion, I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. I wish you lived a little closer so we could go out for that glass of Chardonnay. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, this was fun. This was fun. Thank you. I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Dion Meyer. I've linked to Dion's blog in this week's show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 076. That's mamaminimalist.com forward slash 076. On next week's show, my guest and I outline concrete steps we can all take to love our homes once again. the ones who get it done.